0: Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben Dua from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. Today I have with me Vicki O'Neill, and today we're going to talk about just generally speaking, what we should all be doing for marketing strategies for small businesses. Now, I think the audience here is is not just small businesses. It's in fact, people that want to market in an innovative way, because small businesses can be lean and agile, big companies can market like this solopreneurs can do the same thing. So Vicki, if you could, please just give us a, a short bio and then let's get into the topic.
1: Well, I am a corporate escapee <laughs> okay. in most, uh, most of my time in the corporate environment in both marketing and sales roles and started my own business, Ken K Marketing, in 2011, but went full-time in March of 2018 when I lost my job at a corporate company. And I just wanted to spend 100% on building something that I could be proud of and something that gave me the flexibility to work my own hours, but then also work with the type of customers that I wanted to where I felt like I could really make a difference and help other people grow their businesses. So I've been doing this full time since then.
0: Very cool. And what would you say the the biggest problem that you're trying to solve right now for your clients?
1: Well, things have changed a little bit this year, so (laughs) it's really helping them with any frustrations that they're having with growing their business. So a lot Mm -hmm. of times, you know, as small business owners or entrepreneurs, we wear multiple hats and part of that, we don't always have time or we don't really remember to actually look at our business from an outside perspective to see what's going well, what's not going well and Mm -hmm. where real opportunities are for growing our business. And that could be so many different things, and they just need sometimes to have somebody come in from the outside who can ask the questions and help them really dig into their own business to find out answers to those questions. Mm. So it's more. Well, <laughs> you don't have the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think what's really interesting is that a lot of small businesses would die to have a CMO but having a CMO is intimidating for some people and it might be expensive. (laughs) And I think what's really interesting is this idea of a fractional CMO. Um, Gives you sort of the best of both worlds because you can align yourself with an expert, but then you can have the ability to still remain a little bit lean until until you're fully ready to commit for that position. So what does that what does that role look like? How can on a strategic and also tactical level, um, how can a, a, a chief marketing officer assist small businesses?
1: So the fractional piece is really critical there. Just like you said, it can be intimidating, but at the same time, it lends itself to another option that a lot of small business owners didn't realize that they had. So that's kind of an eye-opener to business owners that I talked to that they didn't realize they could have a part-time CMO that can help them with the strategic direction of their business, whether it's marketing, it could be promotions, it could be team alignment. So, a company that I've worked with is he brought me in for two purposes. One, he needed to have more time for him to, he was the face of the company. So, he needed to spend more time going out there and getting business. Mm-hmm. And of course, now online. But he had a team of people as well that was doing some of the social media aspect and they were working some of the behind the scenes tactics and wanted someone to lead that team. So he brought me in to be the lead on the team, but then also, also help him from a strategic direction of where are you spending your time, where are your customers are kind of doing that deep dive into understanding who his ideal customers are, um, out of the customers he already had, how can we leverage that in the different services that you're offering or any new ones that you have coming up and how can we um, get more products and services delivered to them based on the needs that they're having. So it was more, it was strategic, it was leadership. And if I needed to pitch in, I've done that before. I just get in there and you know create a calendar for social media if I have to. So I'm kind of the Jill of all trades from that perspective.
0: Mm. And um, tell me about personas, right? So we, we have this idea of the ideal client the ideal persona, there's so many different ways, ICP, there's so many different acronyms and just ways to do it, the who of who we're trying to connect to. And I think a lot of people struggle with this because they say, well, you know, we cater to uh, small businesses, we cater to agencies. Mm -hmm. And that is basically like saying, we wanna boil the ocean, right? It's unattainable and it's unspecific. If you try to sell to everyone, you ultimately sell to no one. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How can we hone in? How can we all do a better job to really truly hone in on our core audience on that core persona that we're really trying to connect to.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And I do get asked that a lot And the same reason is that they think that they can serve everybody, but really it's diluting the marketing budget that they have in even attempting to go down that path. But really what it boils down to is, you know, most companies have customers. So that's a great place to start is looking at your existing customer list. And I always recommend looking at the criteria that's most important to a business owner financially, because the biggest problem is cash flow. And if they can identify those customers that are most profitable or who have been with them the longest, whatever that key factor is that's keeping their business alive, even. In identifying what criteria is associated with that customer or that group of customers that makes them successful for their business. So when they can identify what those criteria are, then it's easier to develop a portfolio or an ideal customer avatar or persona that you can develop more marketing messages to that'll connect to them and help them along their customer journey.
0: Now, sometimes we get lucky. Sometimes we are our ideal client, right? That's just who we are. Yeah. And we, we have that alignment, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So in my case, it would be uh, SaaS founders, right? Mm-hmm. We sometimes don't have that luck, right? Sometimes we're catering to an audience that's half our age. Sometimes we're catering to an audience audience that's international, that has a different struggle and a different goal. Uh, You have a podcast that you host with uh, your your daughters, Gen Z, right? Which is a completely different generation from, (laughs) let's say, you and me. Now, how have you been able to connect and to really understand different audiences that Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily who you are? How can you tap in to that persona so that you can ultimately market or communicate with them?
1: Yeah, it's really, it boils down to a series of questions that you need to ask, and it's identifying what their pain point is. Um, You know, if there is a geography limitation, like if you need to work with people in the U.S., then that's a good place to start. But then looking at what are the pain points that they're having? What are the biggest obstacles that are keeping them from actually taking that next step in their business? And sometimes it's not always marketing. You know, I've, I've had conversations like that where they come to me and said, hey, I need help with marketing because they want to grow their business. But through some of that deep diving and understanding, you know, hey, you don't even have your personas identified. You know, let's take a step back before we take a step forward. And once we can identify that they don't have that in place, then we can look at existing customers and even survey, survey them, not necessarily through email, but picking up the phone and having a... You know thoughtful insightful conversation to just really understand what's what the product or service is delivering that they like and is actually helping solve that pain point and what is it not because you know sometimes there's gaps and they just don't realize it until they actually have that conversation so um through conversations you know asking questions and the biggest thing that a lot of people don't do is they don't listen so you can have you know just like a sales script you can have a list of questions and you can go down and you can ask every single question. And if you lose the sale or if you don't get the persona developed, it might've been because you didn't listen. So even though you have a set of 10 questions, you may only get through the first two if you're actually listening and developing your follow-up questions based on the answers. So that is the key there is just asking the questions, um, understanding pain points and understanding the struggles or obstacles that they encounter um, in their businesses.
0: And I think what's, what's really empowering about that in, in truly having, you know, curiosity, empathy, compassion, general Mm. connection, you know, with the persona, what you can do as a result is not just communicate, but you can also create content and you can have a content strategy. So I know that this is a topic that you've explored extensively. In fact, you have a, a guide, the six steps to creating content for the customer journey, which I think is a fabulous read on your website, com, And I think you really nicely uh, map out these six steps. Uh, Could you just sort of take us through this?
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for bringing that up and showing it in the video too. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, So this, and I actually have a six video series on YouTube as well um, that I believe I linked to from that page, but going to my YouTube channel, then there's a video on each of these six steps as well, where I walk through the importance of each one and how to develop content or identify what content would be best for each of those steps. So um, the six step customer journey is the first one is define and that's understanding who your persona is so a lot of times that's incorporated into the marketing strategy already but then it kind of gets left behind or they don't go back and revisit that so that's not a piece that necessarily has content associated with it but you can't develop compelling content (laughs) if you um, don't know the trigger words or the emotional triggers or the pain points In order to do that. So, defining and creating your personas is critical step number one in the six steps to the customer journey. Um, The second step, and the third, you know, second, third, and fourth is the know, like, and trust. So, understanding not only who they are, but, you know, providing content where they're spending time so they can start seeing your brand and they can start seeing the type of value that you bring to your audience and going on to like, which is step three, that's just providing more in depth content that can help really um, bring that connection together so that you can take them to that next step. The point of each of these is to create micro yeses along the way that are gonna help connect the dots between each of these steps at the pace that they wanna go and at the time that they want to you know, go into the journey or go out of the journey. Um, so building the content and just understanding at what points people are actually going to take action is really critical in developing content that's going to not only resonate with them, but it's relevant. It's going to, you know, capture their attention at the time that they're going to need it and um, just understanding how to take them through that process. So knowing, um, you know, just brand awareness, creating brand awareness, like, you know, starting to, they might start liking your Facebook page or they might start following you on Twitter. Um, trust is something that they're willing to give you their email address or they're willing to take a demo with you. They're giving you information that they're getting something in return, but now they've kind of made that commitment of saying, Hey, I think I might want to give you my money. I think I might want to do business with you. So if you've gotten them to that point where they trust you, then you are doing all the right things. The fifth step is buying. So they've actually decided to make a purchase with you. And the sixth step, which a lot of people keep separate, um, and there's a whole completely separate strategy associated with this, but it needs to be included as part of the customer journey, and that's retention. So you've gone through all of this effort. You know, it, it takes, I think it's 10 times more, it costs 10 times more to acquire a new customer than it does to keep an existing one.
0: Mm, and it's yeah. so much
1: harder today than it's ever been to actually get someone's attention. So if you can take them through that process and they've chosen you as their solutions provider, and then you forget about them, you might have a high churn rate. And if you want to lower your customer acquisition cost, or, you know, keep your, your CAC down and you want to serve your customers beyond that initial purchase, then there needs to be some content. There needs to be some involvement or engagement with them after the fact in order to keep them as a customer. So I include those two endpoints: the persona and the retention as part of the overall customer journey process.
0: Nice. Uh, one of my one of my key takeaways in this is what you mentioned, which is you know these micro yeses, mm-hmm. and I think that that's you know a classic uh, Socratic method of if you can continue. To ask questions where the answer is yes you're able to connect with someone you know you're able to say do you have are you this person do you struggle from this problem do you are you looking for this solution do you trust this offer do you want to invest into this product or service if if you can map that out and have a yes be along the way i think you put yourself in a situation where you're you're presenting value and you're really thinking about what the other person's goals are what what the client's goals are because i think one of the things that we struggle with is that we're thinking about what we want what our goals are you know mm-hmm. and in reality we're just simply a guide you know mm-hmm. the same way that you are a guide to your clients i think all small businesses need to think like that guide because ultimately the hero is our client
1: Right, exactly. I've always um, told people in general that you know you've got leaders who are only focused on the dollar. You know they only want to hit numbers in their business, and they lose sight of the people that are part of that process and actually making that revenue number, those profit numbers happen. If you pay attention and take care of your employees, then that in itself will take care of the business. Um, Same thing, you take care of your customers, then you're going to have a low churn rate. You're going to have a high retention rate. So a lot, I know it's money, but if you focus on the things in between, then that actually will take care of the money in the long run anyway, or as a byproduct of that.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, you have some insight on this idea of 3X. In fact, uh, name of your podcast, or at least one of them is has that in the title. Can you explain what that mantra is?
1: Yeah, <laughs> the uh, that podcast with my daughters. Um, so three X is three uh, X being the um, uh, you know X chromosome. So three females, you know, plus you get three times power of you know the family or of um, females in general. Mm. Um, and with them being gener- me being Generation X, them being um, the, uh, the not millennials, but they're like Gen Y. So, they're the younger ones. and you know that was just a collaboration between the two of us or the three of us that um, we wanted to just pursue with the goal of you know helping connect the dots between generations because there's generation gaps between you know even parents and their kids, but more so between generation X and generation y.
0: And i think what's really interesting here is that you have figured out a way to to build a connection with your your daughters in this case mm-hmm. but then also provide value for your business and your career and i think that that integration is is extremely hard for people to to accomplish mm-hmm. uh, and, and i applaud you for that because uh, you know to think that uh, you know, your daughters think that you're so cool that they would be on a podcast with you is, is an amazing testament because, um, I don't know how old your daughters are, but you know, often, oftentimes they'd be like, wait, I'm going to be working with you on a podcast. No, thanks. Pass. Yeah.
1: Well, I will say that maybe they think I'm cool, but it's only because they're older now. If they were in high school, then they'd be like, no, I don't think so. (laughs) Um, My oldest daughter, Kayla is 22. And my youngest daughter, Kendra is 20. So they're old enough now, they're just like, all right, you're not so bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great. And then what are, what are some of the topics, uh, what, what would be some of the, the topics that have resonated the most with your with your audience?
1: On that podcast? Yes. Um, I think when we talked about um, bullying, that was mm. a big topic um, that we talked about. Um, we talked about the importance of like health and fitness and starting those habits early on in life. Um, so we talked about like food and nutrition. Those were two things as well. And then, um, I'm trying to think of what the other ones, were. we actually took a pause on that podcast. So I think we did 13 episodes, um, and then just life got too busy with all of our schedules. So we did take a break from that. But, um, the, we, we tried to educate people on just our experience, you know, between a mom and her daughters and hoping that other people could relate to the material that we were talking about. Um, so it, you know, hopefully we'll re-engage on that topic or on the podcast at some point. But it was, um, it's fun to do something with my daughters because it's, I've, I've always had a relationship with them. Um, do you have kids?
0: I have two kids. I have a seven-year-old boy uh, okay. that's that's studying chemistry at the moment, which is kind of cool. And then I have a two-year-old daughter, which is not. Who is not studying chemistry at the moment?
1: <laughs> and she's probably not so cool right now as adorable twos.
0: <laughs> she's, you know what? It's adorable twos for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so they're they're in an age, you know, seven year olds at an age that's super fun. So, um, you know, that's a time when you can like interact with them in chemistry. I mean, he doesn't like chemistry. That's just fun. Yeah, Um, you know, we went through that those stages as well. And then, of course, they go through the teen years. Not so much fun. Mm. Um, And then after that, it does get a lot of fun and you can develop relationships with them. And it's it's gotten to that point where we really enjoy, you know, spending that time with them. And, you know, I can have conversations with them about those types of subjects, too. You no know, bullying, and they can be honest with me now. <laughs> they may not have been when they were in high school. But they can be honest with me now about, you know, even like drinking, you know, some of those things that you know, high schoolers, you know, hope that you don't have to experience that with your kids. But, you know, it's a problem today. Um, mm-hmm. You cell phones and the fact that you know, kids are on them all the time. That was another topic that we talked about. Um, so it's interesting when they're older, and you have these conversations. I think it would be completely different if I would have had these same conversations when they were in high school.
0: Yeah. That makes total sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, So tell us about your, your business. Uh, Where can folks connect with you? Where can people connect with you on social channels?
1: Um, my business is Ken K marketing. You can either type in kenkmarketing.com, but it will direct you to the main website, which is vickioneal.com um so you can go there if you want you know a lot of content <laughs> if you want a lot of free content everything's there all my social icon cha- you know the channels for the social icons are at the bottom but the place i spend the most time these days is either linkedin or on twitter
0: amazing and then where can people find you on twitter
1: uh it's vicky o'neill v-i-c-k-i-o-n-e-i-l-l there's so many different ways to spell it i feel the need <laughs>
0: Amazing. Well, Vicky O'Neill, thank you so much for your time. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, if you do kickstart the podcast up, and you are looking for guests, please let me know.
1: I would love to do that. Shameless I've been for guests. Yes. Yeah, shameless plug. The reason
0: <laughs> the reason why I say that is because I noticed that there's an apply button on your website, which I actually think is just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Because. You know there's one thing to have a contact me or get quote or get consultation but you have completely flipped the script yeah (laughs) and and it's apply and there's something very um mystique and very curious and very enticing about that uh it makes me feel like i want to get into the vicky o'neill tribe so congratulations on your success um vicky o'neill thank you so much for your time once again
1: Oh, thank you so much, Ruben. I greatly appreciate this time and what a great conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Stick around for some notes. Thanks again.